Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. More than 100 years ago, Tuskegee Institute President Booker T. Washington teamed up with Sears Roebuck President Julius Rosenwald to build thousands of schools for black children across the South. For the structures that remain, preservation projects are being coordinated by the Auburn University School of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape Architecture. Assistant Professor Gorham Bird joins us with an update. Gorham, the last conversation we had centered on the Rosenwald schools. You and your family were driving miles all over the state of Alabama trying to locate these historic remaining schools. How did you get the idea to do that? Thank you for having me back, Carolyn. What's so interesting about these schools is their history is so significant to Alabama's history. The significant school building program started in Alabama and really kind of grew to be a national program. It's an Alabama history, but I think more importantly, as I've met communities across Alabama, I've been able to kind of hear and understand the impact these schools had, particularly in rural areas. So take us back to the overall start of the whole project with the Rosenwald schools. The very first uh, Rosenwald schools were kind of test pilot schools, started in 1913. And so Julius Rosenwald had worked with Booker T. Washington at Tuskegee, who for a number of years had been building rural schools around Macon County. Rosenwald was interested in supporting rural education for African-American children and began to partner with Booker T. Washington to begin to build and expand the program. So the very first six schools were built in Montgomery County, Macon County, and Lee County. From there, the program exploded. The schools were in operation and impacting generations of children up until the 1960s. So we're looking at several generations of children across Alabama growing up and learning fundamentals of their education in these schools. What intrigued you as an architect about these remaining schools? Yeah, I think the interesting thing for me as an architect is certainly I've always been interested in buildings, the way that buildings and and architecture represent history. We can understand the past by seeing buildings. But I think what I've become more and more convinced of is that buildings hold stories. It's these stories of the people that lived in these buildings, were educated in these buildings. That's what the architecture holds is these stories. Lifting up these stories for current and future generations is what architecture has an amazing ability to do. When you visit a place that is from the past, you immediately have a very intimate experience with that history, completely different from reading about it in a textbook. What stands out in your mind about those stories? As I've met alumni across the state, hearing about the community involvement in these schools, it's, I think, important to remember and understand that There was rampant underfunding in African-American education, 
And so many of these Rosenwald schools were funded by the community. And Julius Rosenwald just provided about one third of the funds for the school. So the communities themselves had to raise a certain amount of funding in addition to whatever taxes they were paying as well. So to kind of hear about the community resilience and self-determination required just to get these buildings and schools built is pretty incredible. Then the schools had to be maintained. You hear stories about families and communities holding fish fries to raise money to buy textbooks or to hear about community efforts of keeping these schools open. You also hear stories about students getting paid quarters per month to come and show up to school in the wintertime early just to get the fire started, just to get the school warm for when school would open up. Community-centered school, which is kind of incredible to think about today. Gorham, I know that you've met with some of the alums, as I have, at the Mount Sinai School in Otago County. Those folks are desperate to keep Mount Sinai Rosenwald School as a community center or a community gathering place. Get us up to date on the results of these efforts, and I know you've met with other alums in other schools. One real challenge for a lot of community organizations is trying to understand what is the first step in a preservation project. So many of these communities are well organized as nonprofit organizations, and you know a lot of them hold reunions and monthly meetings. And, and the challenge always is, how do you find the funding and secure the funding to take on a preservation project? Because it's a big investment. So we've met with folks at Mount Sinai, and we've met with folks out at the Tankersley School in Hope Hole. What we are doing here at Auburn as part of our kind of mission uh, for the university in terms of outreach with the state is we're trying to work with communities using our expertise in construction and in preservation to assist these communities in preserving their schools. Part of that is coming and looking at the school and trying to understand the conditions the school might be in right now, but then also starting to hear from the community and, and hear from them what are their hopes and dreams for what that building might be and how it might serve in the future. Did the Tankersley School get any funding from any source? Yes, we're excited. In May of 2022, the National Park Service granted the Tankersley School the African American Civil Rights Preservation Grant, which we were thrilled to receive that funding and is currently working to stabilize that building. We kind of felt that Tankersley was one of the schools in the state that was most at risk of collapse. The building has been stabilized. We don't have to worry about it collapsing and falling over in a storm. The kind of preservation efforts there are ongoing. We've also worked with another organization down in Midway, Alabama, the Old Merritt School and Community Center, and helped them to secure some funding from the uh, Alabama Historical Commission's grant program called Preserving Alabama's Significant Sites. It's called the PASS Grant. And there's funding available for these types of organizations annually for a preservation project. You were instrumental in creating an exhibit at the Alabama Department of Archives and History. In fact, you delivered a lecture in October. And the exhibit is called History Lives On, Preserving Alabama's Rosenwald Schools. Tell me about the title of the exhibit and how that came about. So History Lives On is a title that we felt we could give credit to the Mount Sinai Community School. 
Uh, in the Mount Sinai Community Center, there is a painting that uh, alumni did, the history and the, the date that Mount Sinai opened. Within the painting, it says, History Lives On. The title of the exhibition comes from that. It's, it's really coming from the community. And I think that gets to the heart of what the exhibit is really about. It's really about lifting up the voices of alumni of Rosenwald schools across the state. How many are left? That, uh, that question is still open. With this exhibition, part of the hope was that we could bring in alumni from across the state. So we hosted an opening event. The event was especially memorable because we were able to introduce and connect Rosenwald alumni groups from across the state that we've come in contact with, all of whom are, are working to preserve their own school. But right now we know of approximately 14 schools that still remain. With all of the press and, and posts on social media, we're, we're getting calls and emails from other communities across the state who say that they have a, a school they would be interested in us looking at. Gorham, thank you so much for the update today on the remaining Rosenwald schools. For sure. Thank you so much, Carolyn. That was Gorham Bird, assistant professor in the Auburn University School of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape Architecture. The History Lives On, Preserving Alabama's Rosenwald Schools exhibit will be on view at the Alabama Department of Archives and History through May of 2024. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.